0: Hey sis, welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. Now, real quick before we get into the show, did you know that this podcast is a spinoff from a book that I wrote? Yes, Mom Keys to Mental Peace, 12 Tips to Become a Healthy Mom and Raise Healthy Children. In this book, I share my story about how I identified toxic patterns of thinking about life and motherhood I share how God helped me to transform by the renewal of my mind. I didn't want to keep this revelation to myself. So I packaged it in a book to share how you can transform your mindset and lifestyle too. This book is for anyone who desires to break unhealthy generational patterns in their family, want to build healthier and stronger relationships with their children, or for anyone who wants to overcome the battle of negative thoughts in their mind. After reading this book, you will learn how to gain confidence in who you are as a mother, handle unhealthy thinking patterns when they appear in your mind, and position yourself to achieve mom life balance. This book is available wherever books are sold and the link will be in the show notes. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I am your host and sister in Christ, Tarikaya Allen Butler. This is a podcast for Christian moms who struggle with limiting beliefs and want to learn how to make over their mindsets and level up their lifestyle in faith, family, finances, and fitness. Tap in each week, for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast, where you will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire, God's way. Ready to level up? Let's do it. So hello to everyone. Welcome today to our podcast episode. I'm so excited to have you. Welcome back to our returning listeners and welcome to our new listeners. Um, Happy post-Mother's Day to all of the mothers who support this podcast. I pray that you enjoyed your day. I know I definitely did with my family. I felt appreciated and loved, so I pray that you felt the same. So um, we have been in a series where we have been sharing all things about motherhood um, in celebration of Mother's Day for the month of May, so we will continue. And today's episode is Take a Break Before It Takes You. And this is based off of um, chapter 10 in my book, Mom Keys to Mental Peace, 12 Tips to Become a Healthy Mom and Raise Healthy Children. Um, If you are interested in purchasing that, the link will be in the show notes. So be sure to go there and check that out um, at the end of this episode. All right. So when a mom says that she needs a break, she does not mean that she wants to go grocery shopping without the kids that she wants to clean the house without the kids there to help, that she wants to run errands without the little ones. um, It doesn't mean taking the kids to do something fun without her when she has to miss out to do any of the things I just listed. It doesn't mean um, having a bath or shower alone because listen, when mamas are in that shower, we can still hear the kids screaming and everything else going on in the living room. These are not breaks. These are her tasks made slightly easier and only increase her mom guilt because she still needs a break, but has been told that she already has one or already got one. Help from partners is not a luxury and basic hygiene is not self care. So this is a little excerpt that I saw from a meme a while back on all the things that a mind break is not, <laughs> right? So a lot of times I feel like those daily tasks that we get to do, yes, they are super hard with kids, like running errands with the kid, especially a car seat kid. Whew, listen, <laughs> just throw the whole errands away. I don't even want to do them no more, getting in and out the car. So granted, yes, you know, if you don't have your kids while you're doing those tasks, It does make it a little easier, I will say. However, those things are not mind breaks because you are still doing something that serves the family or that serves your home, right? So those are not mind breaks. (laughs) Those are simply, um, like the meme said, it's a task made a little easier and help from your partners is a luxury if you are a single parent, I will say. I'm very grateful that I do have help from my husband. And basic hygiene is not self-care. You have to take a shower regardless. Whatever is going on in the day, you have to take a shower at some point. And like I shared here, you still hear the craziness going on in the living room. I remember one time I tried to have some music, some candles on, really you know, setting the mood for my shower time. And all I hear in the living room, stop, get that back. It's mine. And it's just like, Okay, y'all are really killing my whole vibe right now, (laughs) right? So when it comes to a mom break, the words mom and break are oxymorons in our world, in the motherhood world. And an oxymoron is a word that seems to contradict itself, which it does, because if you are a mom or have been around a mom, you know it is very, very rare for moms to have a break from family things, from their kids, or from life in general. It seems impossible for moms to have a break because of the constant daily list of things to do. Listen, there is an ongoing list of things to do in my head. In my notes section, I have a list of things to do, a list of things to pick up from the grocery store or things that we need for the house. Like it's ongoing constantly daily, <laughs> okay? From the time that moms wake up until the time that they lay down, there is something that needs to be done, whether it's running errands, preparing dinner, cleaning the house, whether you're doing something for your kids, for your spouse, if you're married, something for work or your personal business, or even for yourself, right? Maybe you're trying to step up on your self-care and work out and things. You've got to budget that in your busy list of things to do as well, right? Um, A lot of times some moms feel mom guilt if they don't do anything at all. So you have this running list and you feel like if you don't do anything at all, now you feel bad for not doing anything. Um, And be sure to check out last week's episode on how to overcome mom guilt. It was really, really good. So if that's something you struggle with, be sure to check that episode out. Um, So and also a lot of moms are unwilling to ask for help or release control, right? And this could be for a number of reasons. One reason is that if you don't do it, it won't get done at all, period. (laughs) And another reason um, some moms are unwilling to ask for help or to release control is because if they don't do it, they feel like it won't get done right (laughs) or correctly. And just stay tuned with me. I'm gonna get into that um, a little deeper. So, When it comes to having a break, breaks are necessary because if we do not take a break, it will be given to us involuntarily. Hence the title of this episode, take a break before it takes you. A break is gonna happen either way, whether you voluntarily take the break or involuntarily um, through stress, fatigue, or illness. Now, as a black woman or as a black mother, I feel like that there is a history of black mothers doing it all for the family. This makes me think about like your big mamas, your grandmas, who are like that solid rock for the family and do everything for everybody. Right. A great example of this is um, are you familiar with the movie Soul Food with um, Vivica Fox, Nia Long, Makai Pfeiffer? If you haven't checked it out. Please just go watch it. It's called Soul Food. Um, it's one of the classic Black movie family films out. But um, if you have seen that movie, think about the grandmother in that movie, right? She helped the family to stay together, and everybody depended on her to do everything for the family. Now, realize that once she passed away, the family fell apart. Um, And she passed away due to poor health. I think she had like diabetes or something going on to where they had to cut her legs off and she didn't do well with the surgery. Now, this was a result of her not taking care of herself, but keep in mind, she was taking care of everybody else. And there was even a part in the movie where you know she's at the doctor's office and she's like, they're not cutting off my leg. I don't want them to do that. They pretty much had to force her to go through with the surgery in the first place um and to even go to the doctor in the first place to get checked out because she didn't want to take that step um for her health to take care of herself and by the time that she went and they did the surgery you know it was too late her health had gone too far and her body didn't respond well to the surgery and she passed away also in that movie if you realize after she passed it seemed like vivica fox her character um was almost trying to step up in the place or the role of the grandmother and be the strong one for the family. So this is just a visual of how that unhealthy mindset is passed on from generation to generation, specifically here, the black women or the black mothers of the family, just taking on everything for everybody and not serving themselves and not taking a break another great example of why mothers need breaks is think about a car right when it does not have gas now i have been in a situation where i ran out of gas one time in my life and baby <laughs> that's all i needed to learn my lesson was that one time but if you've never been in that situation when a car runs out of gas before it runs out of gas it gives you some signs right one of the signs is your gas needle everybody knows that gas needle when it goes on E and a lot of the newer cars will let you know how many miles you have until it's all the way on E. And I love how people joke like I know my car and pushing it to the limit (laughs) when it's on E, right? So that's one of the first signs you'll see the needle. Now, when it gets real, real bad, you'll start to hear some sputtering sounds coming out and the car starts jerking, right? Then the car loses power and just shuts off completely as if you just took the key out while driving. Y'all, like I said, this happened to me one time, the scariest thing in my life, and I definitely learned my lesson. Um, Some other issues that can happen with your car as a result of no gas, is that your brakes and stern stop working properly, or you'll have clogged fuel injectors from debris. Now, when it comes to you as a mom, and you run out of gas, it starts off with signs first, just like the car. So some signs that you're running out of gas is that you um, are more irritated, you have fatigue, you're just tired, you feel overwhelmed um, with the daily task or mundane tasks that you have to face, and your emotions are very heightened. So you have anger, frustration, and a short temper for things that are going on. And this makes me think about, um, if you've been on social media anytime, I remember looking up some Mother's Day memes for like black moms or something. And literally all of the memes were black moms being angry about something or irritated about something or frustrated about something or having a short temper. So this seems like the norm for black motherhood. But these are signs that since you need a break, (laughs) you need a break, you are overwhelmed, you are overstimulated, and you need to go sit down somewhere, most likely, right? Um, Other problems as a result of moms running out of gas is that they have strained relationships with their children and family. They may even experience some resentment towards motherhood. They feel stress mentally and physically. This is where those um, physical illnesses come in. Like I mentioned on soul food, the high blood pressure from the meals and stuff that you're eating or your heart rate being raised from being stressed and your blood pressure rising from being stressed, and you're just moving your body and not resting at all, that can cause physical and mental um, issues in your body. And you also just feel overstimulated. Um, I know with me working with special needs children, a big thing for the um, children on the spectrum for autism is overstimulation where they show signs of like flapping or rocking or like walking on their tippy toes or like they need pressure. Um, some of them need to wear headphones from the environment being too loud. And again, we think of this for special needs children, but anybody, any human, whether you're special needs or not, can experience overstimulation, right? So these things are going on in your body, and you're not realizing it or slowing down enough to realize that this is what's going on. And that's when the issues start to come in. So no judgment, sis. I have definitely been in this boat before and I still tip my toes in the boat a little bit, (laughs) but I have learned um, some ways to cope and we'll go through that later in this talk. But for me, I will say that I am a recovering control freak (laughs) when it comes to motherhood and the way that my house um, has been run over time. Um, A lot of times I will find myself angry and irritated that nobody helped me around the house do anything. But at the same time, when someone did step in to help, now I was mad at the way that they did it because it wasn't the way I would do it or it wasn't right (laughs) according to my standards. And I realized too, my love language is acts of service. So that's a lot of those you know, errands being done for you, tasks around the house being done for you. So I would feel devastated when all the tasks were on me. But like I said, when someone tried to help now, I'm mad because you're not doing it the way that I would do it. So I would get annoyed whenever I would have to request help. I've even seen a meme before that was like, why when um, mamas or wives clean the house, they get mad at everybody. That was me walking around with an attitude, cleaning, scrubbing stuff. Like what is y'all in here doing? Why are you not picking this stuff up? Right. Um, I felt discouraged, um, excuse me, I discouraged my family from helping from my reaction when they did help. So I had low patience and tolerance to even teach the skill. I can remember when my son was maybe about 11, um, I tried to introduce him to washing dishes and honey, (laughs) to my standards, that was just a disaster. It was still food on the dishes, he was getting water everywhere, wasting the uh, dish soap. Like, I was just like, never mind. I felt like it would be easier if I just did it myself. I had very low tolerance and patience to take the time and teach him and show him the right way as if he should already know how to do it. <laughs> okay. Um, that was my fault where I had dropped the ball. So recently, like I said, I'm a recovering control freak. I have released control and have allowed my family to help me so much more. And listen, baby, the results are definitely worth it. So one thing that I put in place is a chore chart that I have on my refrigerator. It's got the days of the week, Sunday through Saturday. And me and my oldest son, we alternate on days for washing dishes. I've got my name on the day that it's my turn. And then I have his name on the day that it's his turn. Um, also my oldest son knows how to clean the bathroom now. So he knows on Sundays that he has the bathroom and y'all listen, this is a whole new level of parenting when your children are old enough to handle chores and you release the control and let them do it. Y'all, I don't know when the last time I cleaned the bathroom because my son is on it. You hear me? And he's 13 years old. He knows how to mop and sweep the floor, wipe down the countertops, the mirror, the tub, the toilet, all that, right? So that's a task check off of my, <laughs> of my list of to-do things. And I love it. Um, as far as my smaller children, they are on the list too for help around the house. Whenever they dump all stuff about the toy box, y'all know, what I mean. y'all know that that's the I don't know. I got to uh pour everything out. But i, I don't Go ahead and pour it out because when it's time to lay down, you are the ones picking it up. Now, I have a six-year-old and she does amazing cleaning. So she picks up the stuff and my one-year-old, he um, imitates after her. So he'll pick up a few things here or there if he feels like it. But generally, she knows that all that stuff that's pulled out in the living room is her responsibility to put back. And it's even to the point now, if my one-year-old starts pulling stuff out, she'll stop him, Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Don't pull all that stuff out because I have to pick it up and clean it up at the end of the night. And I'm like, yes, sis, yes. (laughs) As long as you know and you're letting him know, okay? That stress is off of my shoulders. I feel so relieved. My kids clean their own room so they know how to make their bed, pick up stuff off the floor. Uh, My oldest son, he's able to wash. And put away his own laundry and he's actually been doing that since fourth grade so what's that about nine or ten years old he's been washing his own laundry and putting that away so that's a huge task off my shoulders um, my mother-in-law is heaven sent i'm so blessed i'm so lucky i'm so spoiled to have her because she has offered to wash the little ones clothes for me so that's a task off of my plate every tuesday i take um my six and one year old's clothes over to her and she washes and folds them. Now, when the clothes get back to the house, my six-year-old can put her own laundry away. Now, sometimes I'll have to help her with some things on the hanger, but for the most part, she has her drawers categorized and she can put her stuff away on her own. So laundry, oops, laundry is pretty much off my hands. Like I just do my laundry and my husband's laundry, boom, and we're done. Um And as far as meals throughout the night, me and my husband, we alternate meals for the night. So some nights I'll cook dinner, some nights he cooks dinner, and we are not a family that's afraid of picking up something to eat, okay? I understand the meal planning and the budgeting and all that stuff, but with a family of five and with our busy schedule throughout the week, some nights it's just easier to simply pick something up to eat or go out to eat, and that is self-care for me and a mom break in my mind. Okay. So now we're going to get into three ways that you can plan intentional mom break time in your life. Okay. So the first thing that you can do is put your mom break days on a calendar. Um, if any of you have followed me for any time, you know, I love my calendar, my planning and color coordinating. I may do a specific uh, podcast on that later, but, um, on my calendar, I have you know, the kids activities and things going on in yellow. But then I have my own personal things in pink that I want to do for the week. I mean, excuse me for that month. So it might be something like go get my hair done, um, go out with friends, meet up with friends for lunch or a night out, anything that serves me purposely and is not a family related task, that's pink. So kind of like how I was sharing at the beginning of the podcast, like, going grocery shopping without the kids or somebody watching the kids for a little while while you run errands. That's not thats not a mind break. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a day in the month that you have specifically for you that serves you specifically and is not family or house related. Now, i the reason I say to plan this on your calendar is because um, as far as childcare, <clears throat> excuse me, when I know what's going on ahead of time, and I reach out to my mother-in-law or let my husband know, it's a lot easier once that time comes up. Now, if you wait last minute um, to wanna do something, you might get a little bit of pushback or you may not have that child care in place because you waited too late. So go ahead and plan it out, sis. Go ahead and know what you're doing. Set up child care so when that time comes, you have something to look forward to and you're more likely to follow through with it, okay? The second thing that you can do to plan intentional mind breaks is to delegate tasks around the house. So kind of like I shared earlier with, um, my acts of service tasks that I have, um, assigned to my family around the house. Um, I've heard a lot of people talk about hiring a housekeeper, but if you do not have that in your financial budget, sis, uh, it to them kids or your spouse in your house. Okay. Um, Pay for a laundry service. I didn't even know this was a thing. Check locally and see what laundry service options you have. If you're, comf- if you're comfortable with somebody else um, doing your laundry, that's something that you can invest in. Um, Instacart or grocery pickup. I know Walmart has it. Foodline has it. Most grocery stores, um, you can get your groceries delivered or you can pick them up yourselves. That's a task taken off of your hands um, throughout the day. You can have your kids help out with age-appropriate tasks and chores around the house. Now, be sure to check out the show notes um, at the end of this episode because I've included a link with um, a template with age-appropriate chores, and it starts from age one up to age 18 with chores that your kids can do at home to help take some of um, of the work off of your shoulders. So be sure to check that out. Pick up dinners on nights that you're too tired to cook or plan out the days that you will cook versus the days that you will eat out. Again, like I've shared my family, there is no shame in us eating out, baby. <laughs> okay. It's a mom break for me. It's a relief for the family. Um, Sometimes it's a lot having to go to the grocery store, get the food, come home, put it up, prepare the food, cook it, clean the kitchen. Like that that's a lot and it overstimulates me as I've shared before. So anything that reduces overstimulation and stress, I am all for it. Okay. Trade off parenting tasks um, with your spouse. If you are married um, or live with your child's father and he's present in the home. Now, an example of this, I don't know why kids feel like moms are the only ones that can do stuff for them. But I remember this one time that I was chilling in the living room and my husband was literally in the kitchen. My daughter walked all the way in the living room from her room and asked me if I could help make her something to drink. I turned around and looked in the kitchen like, bruh, your dad is literally in the kitchen where the drinks and the cups are. Please go ask that man, okay? (laughs) So be sure that you are trading off parenting lot, My daughter too, she likes to only play with me with certain games. You can play with your dad. You can play with your brothers. That is why you have siblings. It does not always have to be me, okay? My husband also, we had to have a conversation about our morning routine, getting out the house because we were leaving out late. Um, But I realized that it was because I was the one trying to make sure everything was together. Everybody was doing what they needed to do while he was still chilling in the bed so we had to have this conversation like hey sir <laughs> i need you to do xyz in the morning to help you know us to be able to get out the house on time oh okay you know cool i'll do it he's helping out and we have been making it out the house on time so sometimes you just have to have that conversation and put it in place <laughs> as the house manager as i like to say most moms are sometimes you just have to say so and put it in place And the third thing that you can do to plan intentional time um, for a mind break is to have a code word to let your kids and family know that you need a break or a timeout at the house. So my code word is simply mind break. I'll just holler that out like, oh, mind break, mind break. I need a mind break. If any of you have seen Kevin Hart, uh, where he was talking about him and his wife, when they're together, their code word is pineapples. That's more so what I'm getting at with this. So to have your mind break, come up with that code word and you want to set a timer for however much time you need, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever, and just go in another room in the house, go outside, take a nap, watch TV, read, journal, breathe, do nothing, whatever you need to do to refuel yourself and just whew, have a moment. Do that. Now it will take some getting used to for your kids. I will say it doesn't work all the time because sometimes somebody's still knocking on the door, calling my name or crying. So I'm not saying this is the fix all be all, but when it does work, it works. Okay. So definitely put that in place and try to implement that in your life. Now, some benefits of taking a mom break is that it gives your brain a break from constantly being on go mode like I shared at the beginning of this podcast, you know, we always have that ongoing list of things to do as a mom. So taking that break gives your brain a break from always being on go mode. You reduce stress and overstimulation. You can gain clarity. You're able to have time to reflect on how you feel mentally, physically, emotionally, and you're able to recharge and reset. And a little scripture to back that up, Isaiah Um, chapter 40 verse 31 but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength they will soar high on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not faint so this goes back to trusting in the Lord is releasing control and when you're able to release that control you're able to have that break and just breathe and rest your mind okay Don't be that mama that feels like she got to do it all because you're going to burn yourself out. Again, as the title of this podcast, take a break, sis, before it takes you. And I just want to leave you all with this quote um, that I have included in this chapter of my book. Almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you, sis, including you. All right, so that is all that I have for you all today. I want to leave you with a quick reflection what strategy will you implement this month to give yourself a mind break? Um, So go back if you need to listen to this podcast, listen to a couple of suggestions that I gave and just choose one that you can implement into your life this month. All right. Um, If you are new and not following me on Facebook and Instagram, please be sure to lock in with your girl. That link will be in the show notes. I would love to have you join the Mom Keys and Mental Peace community where I share weekly um, emails and blogs with my community. And to be sure that you don't miss an episode, be sure that you subscribe to the podcast on um, any platform where podcasts are shown. And if you're more of a visual person, be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Those will be uploaded each Thursday, the live podcast episodes, because I'll take it down off of um, Instagram and Facebook. And if you have been enjoying this show, be sure to rate the show and leave a review and let your girl know. Thank you all so much. Again, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, and I will see you all next week. Bye.